This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you, and we've got a great question today about faith. How can people lose faith even when God has given it to them? So maybe we better back up and just talk about what is faith? How does one get it? Well, the term is a little loosey-goosey because yes. there's the like the idiom, you know, like, I mean, I'm losing faith. And mm-hmm. then there's the objective theological reality, biblical faith. Yes. So faith would be a couple things. Number one, it would be a gift. It would be a gift given by God to sinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that gift is given, that person is objectively, quote-unquote, saved, justified, forgiven, redeemed, sealed with the Holy Spirit. Um, once somebody has this thing called faith, um, it is given to them by God and it changes their objective reality. It changes their um, past in a sense because there is now no more condemnation over their past. Their past is redeemed, cleansed, and forgiven. Um, it changes their present. It currently brings them into a right relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It changes their future. Their destination is secure. All of it hinges on faith. Um, faith is the one thing that when given to you literally changes everything you know and experience of reality. And one of the best benefits of faith is that when you have faith, you're also given the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God who indwells you. So um, faith is never given to people because they're good. Correct. Uh, like it, you, Because you're better than me, it doesn't mean God's like, I'm going to save you. You have more accrued good mm-hmm. works. That's absolute yes. foolishness. God gives faith. It's his prerogative to give it. And uh, when we have faith— there are going to be natural repercussions. For example, if I shoot you in the chest, there will be blood, correct? Mm -hmm. Unless you have an awesome vest on. (laughs) But then again, my gun is probably going to be bigger than your vest. So (laughs) blood will flow. So when I shoot you, there are inevitable natural repercussions. You cannot avoid them. They are necessary, okay? Mm -hmm. And whenever God gives faith, there are the, we'll say, relational repercussions, the future, the past. Those are all relational, almost hard to touch and feel, right? But the practical repercussions of faith are is that you will profess trust in Jesus Christ as God, as your Savior, who died on the cross for your sins, and you will believe that God raised him from the dead. So, like, when you are given this gift, yes, there are tangible um, past, present, and future relational realities, objective realities, identity realities, but then there's also the experience things, the things that you will now do and yes. believe and And somebody who, um, the moment before they have faith, maybe they were doubting the existence of God or the place of Jesus in their their life. And then the moment they're given faith, they have now, they're like, why do I believe? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I can't shake this thing. Um, That's because faith alters our entire experience of reality. And then it it also alters how we view God and ourselves and Jesus and salvation and the future. So um, faith is this funny little thing. And then faith is like a mustard seed starts off very small often at first, right? And then it grows, and then it has measurable, tangible effects. So faith is this theological reality. It is a human reality. It's an experiential reality. And um, faith gives you eyes to see the world for the way it truly is. Um, Faith, we'll say, it gives you the lens that you need to view God in reality. It allows you to love and appreciate God and his word and his people in a way that you could not appreciate it before mm-hmm. you had faith. It kind of just changes everything, but it starts small, uh, and then it grows. So now the question is, how can people lose faith even when God has given it to them? So let's back up just a little bit so I can clarify for our listeners. Yeah. And, and as you're talking about this, I just want to make sure that I'm clear on what you're saying and see if I agree with you or not. All right? 
I'm excited. <laughs> Lost people can exercise a degree of faith, but not biblical faith. Everyone exercises some degree of faith. They believe something, and whether it's biblical faith, if they're trusting in themselves, if they're trusting in any kind of tangible or intangible uh, belief system, and what I mean by that, they can trust that their car is going to start every morning. Mm -hmm. They can trust the chair that they sit down in is going to hold them. They're trusting it in some, in some tangible object to do what they expect it to do. But then they have a belief system in some religious or spiritual uh, system. But that neither one of those two are biblical faith. And, and I'm wanting to make sure that we answer the person's question because it sounds like what they're asking is about biblical faith. And when the Bible yeah. talks about faith, we agree that biblical faith, saving faith, is a gift from God. And no one can come to Jesus in salvation without the gift of faith that comes from God. Do we agree on that? You're thinking, you're thinking. Well, I agree with the end of what you said, and I don't disagree with the beginning of what you said. Can I bring like my own, this is how I think about it. Okay. Because, uh, faith is like Michael. I'm Michael. Okay. Okay. But there's a lot of Michaels, <laughs> right? There's a lot of Michaels. And all Michaels have a lot of things in common. They're named Michael. They're human beings. Typically, they're male. Right? There's a few female Michaels, yeah, but, but by and large, they're male. Like We have humanity in common. Mm -hmm. If your name is Michael, you're probably of English background, which means you speak the English language. And so, yeah, there are a lot of Michaels, and they have a lot of things in common, right? Um, but there's only one Michael Fueling. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> and even though there's so many commonalities and we sh between all of us, and we share the same name, um, but if you're talking about me, there's only one of me. But, so faith is like that. There's a lot of faiths and they all have a lot of things in common so for example all faith no matter where you find it um, they have uh, a belief or a trust in something they they can't see touch or experience like in a measurable like scientific way and there'd okay? be a definition of faith it's yeah. being assured of something that you may not be able to see or touch right. so everybody has faith in gravity like you can measure gravity but you can't see touch taste smell you know what i mean like you believe it. you have faith in a lot of things right and so that's why this word faith, there's a lot of commonalities, but there is one yes. kind of faith that it, though it shares all these commonalities, it is very distinct and different. It has so many unique little things to it. So, um, so I would say that yes, people exercise faith, this generic, generic concept kind of, of trust in something we can't see, like, like non-Christians trust that the people alive around them have a brain, but they can't mm -hmm. see it, you right. know? Uh, but they believe that it's reliable, you know, it's assurance based on, you know, stuff, mm -hmm. even though they've never seen it, they believe it. Right. Um, and so like everybody in the world exercises this kind of faith, but um, biblical faith, the faith that God gives, not the faith that everybody in the whole world has, like my generic faith and cannot save me. Okay. Correct. That's not the kind of say, like, it has no power to save my soul or make me right with God. Okay. But God's faith, the kind of faith that he gives Yes, it shares those things, but it's so much more and so much bigger, we so totally different, you know? So um, I would say when somebody gets God's faith, yes, everybody in the world can exercise some sort of faith. We all have the capacity to put confidence in something we can't see, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, so I would just make that distinction. So I agree with everything you said, but like uh, I want to make sure that people understand just because there's commonality of linguistics between mm -hmm. biblical faith and— There is a distinction between biblical faith yes. and natural faith. All the Michaels in America have a whole bunch of things in common. Yes. But Michael Fueling is different than all the other ones. And we could say Michael so-and-so is also different, but 
you know. And I, I also want to go one step further where we have saving faith, which is a gift from God. But there is also the faith that grows out of that saving faith, which is trusting in God, putting your confidence in him in all other areas of your life. Right. I wouldn't make a distinction. a gift. I wouldn't make a distinction. Well, I would make this distinction as you can't have faith. You can't have confidence in God prior to having saving faith in God and saving faith in Jesus Christ. So I just taught on this. So I do have a little bit of an edge. <laughs> like literally it's all fresh in my brain okay. right now. So the very same faith that God gives you to save you, it's the same faith that sustains you. Yes. And it grows out of that. It does grow. So this faith that God gives you, um, it's it, it grows, but it also shrinks sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like a muscle. It's like a muscle. But the muscle is always there. It just takes different forms and different things. And so there are things that I can do to my muscles to grow them. There are things I can do to shrink them. And sometimes when we have a season, like, for example, uh, I think it was like 2013 or 14, whatever. Um, I was like 175 pounds. I was like in really good shape and whatever, you know, and that was real. And then I started to lose it. I gained, oh, 30 pounds, mm. stopped working out. Things didn't go well. And it was still the same me, still the same muscles. They were just covered up by some stuff and they weren't quite as <laughs> attractive, if you will. Right. So I lost muscle, but I didn't lose it completely. Right. It shifted. It, the muscle still was there. Totally. And, and so when people talk about losing faith, uh, really what they're talking about typically is one of two things. They're either talking about their faith is decreasing because they're not tending to it and yeah, taking care of it. they're not exercising it. Right. So it's getting weaker. Right. But if you have real saving faith, here's the pop quiz, Tim, we'll agree on this one. Um, is it ever possible for that faith to die and go away? Absolutely not. It's permanent. It is a permanent fixture in your life. Once the Lord gives you true biblical saving faith, you cannot get rid of it. Can you struggle in your faith? Yes. Sure can you can. Can you have moments of doubt and seasons of doubt and struggle? Yes. But the person with real saving faith always inevitably lands, whether it's a mustard seed or you're ripped like Arnold Schwarzenegger was, then you're going to have that faith. But when people say, I lost my faith and they've abandoned Christianity— all the answer is so simple. All that does is reveal that what they had in the first place was not saving faith. It was not genuine God. saving faith. They may have had intellectual confidence in Christianity, mm -hmm. of which intellectual confidence creates emotions and responses and behavior. People often confuse intellectual confidence and faith in Christianity with biblical, faith. biblical saving faith mm -hmm. that God gives. I think this is really a neat thing that Christianity is so logical through and through that even non-Christians can get excited about the resurrection and Jesus and who he is and sure. all these things. I agree. But even if you're excited, but you don't have objective biblical faith, like there are a lot of people who live in this tension. And the more you study Christianity without, we'll say, pretense and objective, if you really want truth to reign and you don't have an agenda, um, you'll find Christianity is the most logical worldview through and through. And it makes sense from the bottom to the top. And a lot of people are actually able to see this logic inherent in Christianity, uh, but then they lose ultimately belief because um, if you don't have biblical saving faith, right, you're not, your intellectual faith will not be able to sustain itself for long uh, because the world is so discouraging. Um, anyways, so when somebody says, how can people lose faith? It depends what they mean. If they mean yeah, their faith they mean? is decreasing, uh, saving faith can decrease. Uh, it can also increase. If they mean they abandoned the faith, well, then that just simply means they had intellectual faith or emotional faith, but not biblical saving faith. And this is, you know, somebody could be listening to this and saying, well, how do I know the difference? Um, I'll give you just a couple simple things. Um, biblical saving faith in tragedy and pain and hurt triumphs. 
Um, and biblical saving faith and prosperity ultimately triumphs. Prosperity and pain reveal the legitimacy of someone's Absolutely. actual faith. Yes. You give somebody millions or billions of dollars, their faith will be exposed. Will they struggle? Will they make mistakes? Sure. Yeah. You give somebody unthinkable heartache and pain, will they get mad at God and be frustrated? Sure. But, but their faith the will end, show up. Yes. Their faith shows up and ultimately biblical saving faith uh, is revealed in pain and prosperity. We totally agree. That is interesting that we came to the same conclusion. <laughs> I know, man. I feel like, man, there's some episodes that came out recently where you just weren't listening to me. <laughs> I can say the same thing. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so good. Love well, you. listeners, thanks for joining us today. Please come back next time when we answer the question, are we to focus on God's happiness or God's glory when we are carrying out tasks that we are called to do? Ooh.